0: Hello and welcome to Live from the Space Shed, a podcast all about space and science hosted by me, John Spooner, and me, (coughs) sorry, yeah, I mean you, (coughs) Mini John. Long story short, a few years ago, I accidentally set up my own space agency based out of the shed at the bottom of my garden. Turns out that if you go around telling people you're the director of human spaceflight operations for the Unlimited Space Agency, wearing an orange spacesuit, more people than you might think want to play along. And now the British astronaut Tim Peake is our patron, and he took me with him to space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right. He took you with him to space. So Mini John became UNSA's first astronaut? woo Since then, we've been touring in UNSA's mobile headquarters, The Space Shed, to festivals like Latitude and Blue Dot, telling stories, talking to some super cool space and science people, and we've recorded our chats so you can find out about their amazing work as well. Actually, MJ, it isn't Christmas for a few weeks yet still. Seriously, MJ, we're barely into December. MJ, I know you love Christmas, but really... No, he doesn't. He rides a sleigh, not a red-nosed reindeer, and a ton up on his sleigh. What does that even mean? Oh, fine, if you can't beat him, join him, I guess.
1: So here it is, Mary. Christmas everybody's having fun Go, look to the future now it's only just begun I
0: do love this song as you can hear mini John he loves Christmas and as this is the last episode in this first season of live from the space shed we have a special nearly Christmas episode for you with a very special guest, the YouTube filmmaker, BAFTA winning presenter and host of the BAFTA nominated CBBC series, Do You Know, Maddie Moat. Enjoy this episode of Live
1: from, from the, the Space Shed. So here it is, Merry Christmas, everybody's having fun. Look to the future now, it's only just... Begun. Uh, hey! Hello commentary
0: Welcome, welcome My name is John, John Spooner I am the Director of Human Spaceflight Operations here at the Unlimited Space Agency, I think that's obvious to all of you uh, Welcome to Answers HQ the space shed. Give it up for the space shed! Yay. Thank you so much for coming out on this beautiful afternoon. Um, look, we've got loads of stuff. This is our third launch attempt of the day. Who thought it was going to take off? <laughs> There's a good handful of you. Yeah, yeah. You can you can join my mission uh, if you want. This was our third launch attempt. Um, we're going to be. We've got one other opening today. I'll tell you a secret. I have actually been into space. Thank you very much. Yeah, some others are like, yep, and what? Well, look, if you want to find out how I did that, um, come back at four o'clock. Uh, I'll be telling the story of how I hacked my way into space. But before then, I'm guessing it's not just me that you're here to see. <laughs> look, so part of my job is I get to meet loads of really interesting people, often scientists and space scientists. But today I'm joined by a friend of mine, a friend of yours. You've probably seen her on the telly doing her brilliant show, Do You Know?, on CBeebies.
1: Would you please give it up for Maddie Mote! Hello. Wow. Wow. You are kidding. Hello. You're all right. Hiya. Hi, oh. muddy. Come in. Hi, everyone. All your
0: people are here. Take a seat. Take a seat. I will do. Hello, everybody.
2: <laughs> wow. Welcome to the space shed. Oh my goodness.
0: This is, um, they're here for me, Maddie. Yeah, not yeah, for you. It could. Here for me. <laughs> they're clearly here for you. Uh, it's a real pleasure wow. to have you in the shed today. Thank so, you. basically, what's going to happen is we're going to have a little chat with Maddie, talk about some of the things that she does, and then we're going to allow you guys to ask some questions of maddie this is an opportunity for you to find out things that you might not know i'm just saying hello to the internet we're live streaming today hello internet so if anyone's out there you'll be able to send some questions in as well
2: (laughs) oh no put me on the spot
0: (laughs) it's we right we'll we'll moderate them okay okay (laughs) Now, we know each other from before the Space Shed.
2: We do. We because... Do. This is really funny for me, because we, we, we usually have a very different sort of role in our friendship, I suppose. Um, do you want to say a I? You do it. Yeah. John is the director of the CBBS Christmas show. Ooh, <gasps> yeah! There we go. So, for me, this is really strange. I feel like I should be like, am I doing the right thing, John?
0: You're <laughs> always doing the right thing. Has anyone seen any of those shows? You've seen those shows, they're good, aren't they? So you'd have seen Maddie last year as Ms Mouse in Thumbelina, yeah. and the year before you were Beryl, the Beryl. <laughs> I
2: was, I remember reading the script and going, Beryl, <laughs> Who is Beryl, but the wise woman of the
0: The wise, North. wise woman of the North, yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's how we met, but I'd known of your work before that, because I'd seen you both on the channel and uh, on YouTube, because you started yeah. out, well you still are, you're a YouTuber, right?
2: Yeah, first and foremost,
0: why, definitely. What, why YouTube? What sent you to YouTube in the first place?
2: Long. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I guess, the long story. So, yeah, so lots of you here will know me from CBBs, but some of you will also know my own YouTube channel. Actually, give me a hands up. Does anyone know about my YouTube channel? Oh, this, that's fantastic. Okay, that's really exciting for me to know. But I actually started off as an online presenter that's kind of the first thing I did I was working with different technology companies and science companies to help them make videos online and I was doing that for a good few years but I soon realized that if I wanted to build my own audience then I had to be making my own videos because people like things to be real and honest and true on YouTube so I started making my own videos about tech and science too and then cbeebies came along or at least the production company who who wanted to make something like do you know and they said they were looking for a youtuber someone who wasn't an actor an actress they didn't want a performer. they wanted someone who was who was based in the real world and that's where i came along
0: and you were making films it was all about women uh in in tech and science as well
2: Yeah. yeah so the first people i worked with it was a company called lady geek um, and this was quite a few years ago now. I'm trying to think how many I would say. Um, but at the time, technology wasn't really being sold to women in a very good way. It was a little bit patronizing. There was an assumption that if you were a girl, then you would definitely want your phone to be pink and tiny with a mirror on it. And actually, that's not true because, girls, women, we like things to be useful and awesome too. So I was working with that company to make some really funny online videos aimed at women
0: and you're definitely a geek i mean oh yeah probably very
2: i'm a proud geek
0: yeah Yeah. yeah, one of the biggest geeks that i know (laughs) um and but the thing that you have at the heart of all of this is and it comes through the shows Mm. about this idea of curiosity you know and staying curious what is it that why is curiosity so important to you and why should it be important to all of us
2: so i like to say at the end of all of my youtube videos i always like to sign off with stay curious Because I do think that's really, really important. Um, For me, curiosity is just about staying interested in the world around you and not forgetting to be excited when you learn a new thing. Um, Because the world is an incredible place and learning is fun, learning is awesome, and we should all embrace that. And I think you you can be a better person if you try to learn something new every single day and find the fun in it.
0: I really agree with you. We're all about that. At the Space Agency, it's all about learning should be fun. It's not always. It doesn't always feel like that. But if it is, you know, it's, it's fun finding out about the world. Yeah. And that's what happens in Do You Know? I'm guessing that most people... Who here's seen an episode of Do You Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Um, and there's an, you've just got a new series out right now. It's just started this week, I think, right?
2: Yeah. So this technically is like the second half of series three. So we film... A whole load of them in, in one go so we filmed 25 episodes last year and then half of them went out at the beginning of this year around easter and then the other half are going out now so there are 10 brand new episodes that have just gone up on iplayer yes there's some really good ones including the uh, the much-awaited washing machine episode <laughs> which was one of the most requested ones that we've had so Is that
0: really Washing yeah. machines were most... Re- Who yeah. here requested for the washing machine I don't episode? Believe
2: it or not, I think dishwasher nice. was very popular, but washing machine was one
0: that, yeah. Do you, do you all have a favourite episode of Do You Know? Yeah? Tell you what, why don't, after three, just shout out what your favourite episode of Do You Know is. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's mine. That's mine, too. Yeah. Maddie.
2: Why- <laughs> I definitely heard a few toilets. That was definitely... <laughs> A few people said toilet You said
0: toilet, did you? Your parents must be so proud. (laughs) Um, Do you have a favourite? I know it's hard to have a favourite, but do you have a favourite?
2: I I think we've probably filmed about 150 different locations now. So it's really hard to pick a favourite. Um, But I'm always amazed by the food factories... I think there's something quite incredible about just seeing the sheer amount of food come off a factory line. It's really quite bizarre, because you're so used to seeing a single loaf of bread in your in your kitchen, and you know what a single loaf of bread looks like in a pan. But when you see 320,000 individual loaf pans coming down a conveyor belt, it's just it is mind-blowing so i do so the pasta episode was great and the bread episode was great for that reason
0: i'm surprised i'll be honest that Mm. it's bread and pasta that i know
2: but it is it's the everyday things it's the things that you see every day but you and you don't think twice about because you know you know a lot of us will know how a loaf of bread is made you mix some ingredients in a bowl you pop it in a in a loaf tin and then it goes in the oven but you don't know how they make 320,000 loaves of bread in a day. Well, you do. And, yeah, so do these lots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, if they've seen that
0: one. Well, you talk about the everyday stuff as well. So, yeah, that, yeah. I, that's really interesting. That's the idea that we don't think about the scale at which things work. Yeah. Also, I know that one of the everyday things that you've recently fixed for yourself is um, you have to wear a lot of high-vis
2: Yes, I do. When
0: you go into factories or when we're putting the spaceship up, you have to wear high visibility clothing so that people can see you. Mm. I mean, you're very cool. T shirt is brilliant today. You've always got on cool T shirts. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got your own special high vis stuff now, right?
2: That, I'm really glad you asked that question, actually, at the curveball. So, for three series of do you know, uh, every time we go into a factory, like you say, we have to put high vis jackets on. And these are always oversized, large. Hive vis jackets they aren't particularly practical because they flop around all over the place and i'll be completely honest they don't they're not that flattering and they don't make you feel good when you're wearing them they you know they do a job and that's it and i completely see the point of them i get that and that's fair and if people want to wear a loose fitting hive vis and that's fine but i thought there's got to be something out there that is designed for women or for people who want to wear something a bit more fitted and after three years of searching I finally found a fitted high-vis jacket And I thought I'm having that, so yeah, I bought it, and it's now going to make an appearance in series four, which should hopefully come out
0: next year. <laughs> this is high-level geekery. It's, this is I know. for me and Maddie. This is like, yeah, hi, where'd you where'd you get it? <laughs> but I, but I, but I posted it online, and actually, I was
2: overwhelmed with responses that came from women who are oh, butterfly. Women who work in uh in technical areas or in yeah, I know, slightly more dangerous environments you have to be in high vis, and everybody asks where did you get that from because it has just never been offered to them before so i was part, i was really pleased to be
0: helpful well done yeah no me too um, we've got some uh unlimited space agency high vis jackets yeah. i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna donate one to you i think i, I would expect- love one i want to see that on an episode of do you know <laughs> Um, you also, I know, are a big traveller. You love yeah. exploring, that thing about curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I really love on uh, your social media channels how you tell the story of the adventures that you go on with your fiancée, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Um, what's the favourite place so far? Because I've got a really brilliant favourite, but I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's yours as well. But what's your favourite place that you've been to?
2: I think well, one thing that Greg actually says to people a lot, so he also talks to audiences as well, he talks to people about science, is that what... I didn't realise when I was young, when I was little, was that actually a job in science can be your ticket to travel the world. Um, And often when you think about jobs in science, you assume that you're going to be stuck in a laboratory. Um, You you might think that it's going to be really hard work. It might be boring. It might be repetitive. But actually so many jobs in science happen all over the world out in the field. And we've been lucky enough, like you say, to, to go on some adventures and actually do a bit of field research or just go find things that we're curious about. We make videos as some of you might have seen on the YouTube channel. I think, I don't know, I don't know which one you're going to say, but we had a very good time in both Bali and Thailand. And I think my favourite ever factory I've been to actually was one in the depths of the jungles in, uh, well, in northern jungle in Thailand. And it was a poo poo paper factory. (laughs) Yeah. We found a factory uh, in the middle of the jungle that are making paper out of elephant poo. And it was absolutely fascinating, and actually, it makes an awful lot of sense. Um,
0: if anyone hasn't done their back to school shopping yet,
2: yeah. and you want nope.
0: a notepad, yeah. we can
2: <laughs> hook it you up
0: with some elephant poo. Yeah, but paper. It, it
2: does make total sense. Actually, can I ask you? So, what is paper normally made out of? Shout it out. <laughs> wood. That's it. Wood. And what we can also make paper out of something else. If we old stuff that we might have at home, we can put it in the what bin. The the recycling bin, right. So you can make paper out of wood. You get the the wood from trees and it can be mashed up and you use the fibres. Exactly. Or you can use recycled paper. But elephants have really, really terrible digestive systems. Absolutely terrible. Which is why they have to eat so much. They eat lots and lots of plants. And plants are made up of fibre, just like wood is. So actually all that's happening is an elephant is eating lots of plants doing its best to digest it but most of the time it comes out looking very similar to the way it went in so you can use that chewed up plant fiber dry it out give it a clean and then use it to make paper
0: does it smell not at all well there you go okay yeah it yeah. doesn't
2: it's they, like, elephants don't eat meat in the same way that we do they are you know, they they eat plants um and for that reason their poo doesn't really smell when it's dry
0: okay so show of hands who would buy elephant poo paper now <laughs> Loads of people, there's a whole market. You can it be the trees, global right? brand ambassador for paper Glad poo to. paper. Yeah, yeah. Wearing one of these. My favourite was actually the um the Christmas trip that you did to the theme park in is it in Denmark? Uh
2: the Netherlands.
0: In the Nether- sorry, in Holland. In yeah. the Netherlands. Yeah. I just think I'm gonna go there this year. I want to go there this year because it looks like so much fun.
2: I know, I should be working for these guys, I think. So, I mean, I am a, I mean, I'm geeky about a lot of things, but I love a theme park. I really like a theme park. Seeing things that are well themed is is really exciting for me. And there is this bizarre, bizarre theme park in the Netherlands called Efteling. It very much has a fairy tale theme uh, with lots of other randomness thrown in, but it is a wonderful place. And um, Greg and I made a of videos we actually went back a second time we enjoyed
0: it so much <laughs> so check out your youtube channel yeah. for yeah. those can i where's my flight director flight director they're around somewhere we've got um i know you like a cup of tea maddie i, d- I do yeah we've we got have we got maddie a cup of tea yet Oh excellent Okay Because one of my favourite things Here you go Maddie. There's a cup of tea for you It's just Thank a drop you. of milk Is Thank that okay No sugar yeah, Just
2: a splash splash of milk Thank
0: you I don't know if any of you Do any of you follow Maddie on, um, on Instagram Some of you Okay One of my favourite things is Because you travel a lot You're like me The work is in lots of different places And one of my favourite things That you do there I find it hilarious Is you do the biscuit reviews
1: I wonder why Why am I <laughs> being given a cup of tea
0: I mean it's lovely so yes. you, you do biscuit reviews. No, we don't have to do this, but I've kind of done it now. Um, and I was staying on campus in the B and B here last night, and oh, they've got my, and right. they've got biscuits. So I thought we could do a live biscuit review.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we can do that.
0: Okay, if you haven't seen them, you should follow. It's always on Maddie's stories on her Instagram. Okay. Um, now we've got three flavor biscuits you could choose from. Oh, uh, Grandma Wilds. Grandma Wilds. I know you, them well. <laughs> So, uh, have you already done any of these? I mean, we've got fruit and lemon, but seriously, who eats fruit and lemon biscuit? Who would have a fruit and lemon biscuit? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'm out. totally misjudging. Well, uh, I'm,
2: I'm familiar. Yeah, I am familiar with it. So you've done. Wires. Would
0: you a do fruit a fruit and lemon? lemon
2: not my personal
0: favourite. Okay, like who I mean, wants the fruit and Sophie, lemon? I would say. But yeah, This, is where, this is where my flight director goes, don't throw things out there. Uh, heads, everyone. <laughs> Health and safety, duck. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, close. That's why we lost the ashes. So we've got either then uh OT or ginger.
2: Always ginger.
0: Ginger. Okay, who wants the <laughs> O <So>, T? <laughs> biscuits! There you go. Sorry mum. Right, so talk us through
2: I feel you love like a this biscuit. needs a bit of context. This must be so <laughs> random for lots of people in the audience. You kind of said it, but as part of do you know the, the way we usually film it is that I will leave home on a Monday morning and I won't come back until Friday. And every single day we film in a different location, so that means every single evening I'm in a different hotel. You know, I, I'm very lucky to do what I do, but staying in hotels there's only so. It's not it's not glamorous. However doing a little biscuit review at the end of each evening sort of brought a little bit of joy back into my life so um well i that's think where you, this came you're from. a
0: biscuit expert you're a connoisseur thank you yeah, thank yeah. You so much. the categories are
2: first of all it's just how it looks got to make sure it looks right um it has to be characteristic of the biscuit in question um so this is a ginger biscuit i think it should have a good snap would we agree yeah yeah, you want it to be a little bit spicy but not burn the back of your tongue. <laughs> and then uh, then it has to have dunkability. Dunkability? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Dunkability, which is where it's got to hold well in a cup of tea. And then it's just got to be delicious.
0: So let's oh. see. So we've got the ginger, the ginger biscuits, Grandma Wild's. Grandma
2: Wild's ginger biscuits. Okay.
0: So the biscuit review. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people going. Oh, this is not working. First of out all, for. I
2: would say that is a very round-looking biscuit, as in that is very perfect. Yeah, I like that.
0: I like the bevelled edge as well.
2: Yeah, very good <laughs> bevelled edge. A uh, bit of sugar on the top, which is nice. I know it's going to have a bit of sweetness to it. Kind of boring though. I mean, you could argue it's that it's ginger. quite simple.
0: It's a ginger biscuit. No, true.
2: Like... Um, Shall we test the snack? Yeah, Hang on, I'll try and do this here. Wait a second. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good snap, I'll give that. Um, and now a
0: I need to test, level, yeah. test the
2: dunkability. <laughs> Will this get me on bake-off?
0: And describe dunkability. Oh, that's, you should do bake-off. You never know. Dunkability baker. is what you're looking for when you dunk your biscuit. I
2: want it to be able to hold for at least, shall we say, three seconds? I
0: mean, maybe, three five, is... maybe five. Oh. Let's go
2: for five today. Wow. Then can we all count down to test the dunkability of the biscuit?
0: Ready? The countdowns are what we do best here. you oh, Ready? Great. So And dunked. Five, four three
2: two one brilliant yeah it it held together well right well, i'll give it a little taste mm. <laughs> <laughs> John. um i have to say it's still got a crunch even though it's um
0: it's been done for five seconds. For
2: seconds so that's extremely good spicy but not burny and if i just taste the normal side that's pretty special yeah yeah, do you do you not want
0: one? I'll try it, Should I dunk? Double, double dip
2: <laughs> Oh gosh, now it's disintegrating
0: The final thing you have to do is You need to score the biscuit I think, don't you?
2: As a ginger biscuit goes That's very high, I would say that's tasty Good crunch, nice and sweet Good bit of spice to it that's a strong seven, seven that's seven out of ten, out of ten. Yeah. yeah give it up for the grandma wilds ginger biscuits. It's not blowing my mind but it's seven, Thanks, yeah mate. really
0: good brilliant okay well i'm really pleased that we did that thank you me too so now is your opportunity i'm sure that um how many people here have met maddie before there is gonna be an opportunity afterwards for you to meet Maddie yourselves. I'm
2: gonna do a little meet and greet over there.
0: Over there, and we're gonna ask you to form a really friendly queue to do that. Before then, uh, flight director, where are you with our there we go, we've got a microphone here. Who here might have a question that they would like to ask Maddie?
1: Um where do you live?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what postcode? <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> at the moment, I live in Kent, but I'm about to move close to Cambridge. So I'm actually moving in the next two, three weeks. Are you? Yeah. I've got a lot of packing to do. But yes.
0: Good to know. Yeah. That's a double bluff, I reckon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a <vain>. <laughs> How do you get to go to all the special places? Well, the way it works is that the people who watch Do You Know at Home... They send in lots of ideas. And then we try to take as many of those ideas as possible when we're about to start making a new series. And we go, what of these things is actually made in the UK for a start? Because we don't make everything here. And then we also, and if there are other questions about how something works, then we'll go, what what is achievable? Or is there a way that we can tell this story that's going to be interesting? And then we'll get in touch with the factories and we'll see if they want us to come and film. Uh, because not everybody wants a film crew walking around, and then if they say yes, we'll go along and we'll and we'll film an episode there. Um, but to get between them, we just drive. There's just a small crew of three of us. Um, there's only three of us that make the show. There's a, there's a production team in an office, but we just all get in the same car and we drive to different locations. Do you get on? yeah do
0: you have have fun I
2: paused there which sounded really (laughs) which which is not the case at all Um, actually this particular this last series there were three different teams so I did the whole four months it takes four months to film a series but there were three teams throughout it and every single one of them were brilliant this is really true
0: I have so much fun I think the channel CBeebies is full of really brilliant beautiful people I have so much fun
2: and I'm not just saying this as well because John's here and John's part of it but doing the CBeebies Christmas show is the highlight of I think most of our years because it's the one time that uh, what well, a lot of us get the, the opportunity to get together
0: it's really fun, and i'm just
2: out i'm by myself most of the time so yeah it's really yeah it is fun uh
0: we should plug it probably the producers would like that <laughs> it's just been announced actually yeah. so we can say what it is it's hansel and gretel this year or a version of hansel and gretel this year it'll be in edinburgh uh, and it'll be on the telly OBS.
1: <laughs> which factory is your favorite
2: well so i already mentioned the two food factories so i really liked the bread and the pasta factory The toothpaste factory was also really fun that was great i got to put my hands in vats of just toothpaste that wasn't going to be put into tubes and that was great because i found out how stripes were put into toothpaste
0: that is good i'm
2: trying to think of one that hasn't gone out yet that will be a bit of a surprise that i can tell you Mm. oh the teddy bear factory the teddy bear factory was really lovely and the hot air balloon factory seeing how a hot air balloon is made was incredible just this enormous haul And then you had all the seamstresses who were dotted around the side. There were six of them. And then in the middle, you just have these just masses and masses amounts of fabric. And actually together, the ladies are all sewing the hot air balloon at the same time. Just lost in fabric that's all gathering in the middle. What? I just don't how they weren't losing their place.
0: And what a lovely thing to do together.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they do it day in, day out, and they couldn't understand why I was just so fascinated and, and, and impressed by what they were doing. Mm. Uh, but that was incredible, just to see so much fabric. Yeah.
0: That's a good answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else has got a question?
2: Which
1: countries have you been
2: to? Which countries have I been to? I've been lucky to do quite a bit of travelling. My mum was actually an air stewardess. I, I'm really proud of her, so I'm quite happy to say this, but she was a Concorde stewardess. Um, so because of that, travel was something that was always a big part of my life. But uh, I wouldn't want to list all of them just because I no wouldn't time. be able to remember. <laughs> um, but I, I said already I really liked Bali as a country, um,
0: Where would you go? Where haven't you been that you are really excited about or would like to go?
2: I'd love to go to Madagascar. I'd love to go there um, because they just have such a huge variety of wildlife. That would be that 's my number one spot all the Antarctica as well, the Antarctic, Ooh. just um, the Antarctic, just because it would be so alien.
0: I would love to go to Antarctica as yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to get a job uh, with the European Space Agency um, yeah. i didn 't have any of the qualifications, but they overwinter no. <laughs> there 's a lot of things that i don 't do that they need me to do. <laughs> but I would, they've got a base at Concordia the Concordia base in Antarctica and they mm. overwinter there there's seven months you cannot leave you cannot get out whoa um, just as a little test I think I'd be really annoying for all the other people <laughs> that were there that's a long time that's rude laughing like that <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to take uh, Flight you got a question up there hello
2: do you ever get tired
0: Oh that's yeah. nice looking out for Maddie.
2: do I ever get tired yeah yeah being on the road for four months, is it, it is it is tiring. It is, you know, back to back, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, it can be a little... I do get a little bit sleepy, but every time I go into a new place, you always find the, the energy to just, yeah, to, to embrace it. And you can always sleep at the end of the day as well. So make the most of every day is what I think.
0: So cute. Do you know what? A little When we do the Christmas show, because people have really long days and they're working really hard, I'm always amazed at how... You often find some of the cast just curled up in corners. They can sleep anywhere. I've never seen you asleep in a corner. No,
2: no. When I'm awake, I'm pretty. I'm pretty chiffer. Yeah, 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 I'm not a napper. I wish I could nap. But
0: Mis- <laughs> Mr. Bloom, Ben Folks, mm. brilliant napper. Yeah, you can sleep anywhere. There you go, little the chi- insight. The,
2: the cheeky swashbuckle uh <laughs> Cook and Lime.
0: Yes, they're really cook good at napping. Cook
2: and are expert nappers, yeah. Yeah,
0: really good at napping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah. in the back.
0: Yes, right at the back. Hello!
1: How are washing machines made?
0: How are washing machines made, Maddie?
1: I've
2: never been to a washing machine factory, but I have found out how washing machines work. However, if I think about other kitchen appliances, (laughs) what a subject, and the factories I've been to to see them being made, usually you just have all the different parts of a washing machine and they will be put together on what is just known as as a factory line, an assembly line. So if you think about a washing machine and the different parts that are in it, you can just imagine one big long line of parts that are hung up and then bit by bit, the different parts will be added. So I imagine it will start with the drum, which is the bit that spins inside, and then you will see the elastic, the huge rubber band that's placed on the back of it, and that is what makes the actual washing machine spin, and then that will go inside the box, and then on top of that is a huge block of concrete, because actually a washing machine wants to jiggle around, so there's a huge block of concrete inside which weights it down, and then the top and everything else will just go around it. Which lots of bits coming together like a jigsaw puzzle.
0: I love that you can actually answer that as well. well
2: I, don't, I feel like I did.
0: I wasn't a great job, but that's rough. That's just how an assembly line is how it will be. Who feels that Maddie's answered that really well? Mm. The, the fact oh, no. that there's a huge block of concrete
2: inside a washing machine, I found fascinating. I mean, something was making it heavy. I didn't expect it literally to just
0: be a paving slab, though. <laughs> We're going to take just a few more. Hi. Um, I watched the
2: book one yesterday, and what was your favourite book? Oh, so yesterday one of the brand new episodes went out. It was How Are Books Made and How Do Libraries Work? Which is one of the very rare occasions of Do You Know where the two parts make sense together. <laughs> <laughs> one earlier this week was bath bombs and lighthouses. So making the connection between those two <laughs> is sometimes a challenge. But great question. What was my what's my favourite book? Good when I was question. younger, um I loved the Jolly Postman. I don't know if anybody knows that book at all or the Jolly Pocket Postman, but it was there was a couple of different ones. Okay. It was just this do you know this? Do you know this book? Oh it's just a story I'm, of a I'm postman <laughs> that goes around um, different fairy tale characters and then gives each of them a letter, but the letters were inside the book so you could take the letters out and read them? And then there was the jolly pocket postman which had a magnifying glass so you could read the really tiny ones.
0: Oh that's cool.
2: I just loved it. I found it really magical and I loved that the book was interactive as well as telling you a story. But that when when I was a little bit older I loved the um, Philip Pullman Dark Materials. I thought series. you were
0: going to say. Yeah, yeah,
2: for me that was more influential than Harry Potter. Um, and I reread them recently, actually, as a grown-up, and I enjoyed them even more. And I wanted to reread them because I know it's coming out as a TV series, and I, oh, I don't know whether to watch it or not. So when yes, those will be yeah. So the, jo- the Jolly Postman and Philip Pullman's Dark Materials, <laughs> very different books.
0: <laughs> put that, put those on your uh, on your Christmas list. Yeah.
2: They're my favourites.
0: Thanks, Muddy. Good, yeah. good answer. Yes, hello, blue sunglassed human.
2: Oh, I want mum Oh, what's your favourite planet?
0: Oh, that is a good question as well. Hmm.
2: Do you have a favourite planet? I have a favourite
0: moon. Oh, OK. Europa. Yeah.
2: Europa is... You, yeah it's a good
0: one yeah yeah yeah
2: so it's, it's so i really like saturn i think saturn is a very cool planet just because it has its icy uh, the, the rings made of icy rock but there's this one moon called europa and i believe it's one of jupiter's moons or maybe it's saturn's it's jupiter's moon
0: yes yes
2: but it has oceans on it and i find that really exciting because there are two things that i would love to be an astronaut and a marine biologist and when I think about Europa, I think, wow, you could be Both. a cosmo-marine biologist. Imagine now finding, like, a space fish. Like, <laughs> it doesn't get better than that.
0: <laughs> so if you weren't doing, do you know, and presenting on the telly, you would be hunting for space fish?
2: Well, not hunting. <laughs>
0: no, searching. Searching, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, <okay>. God, I'm <laughs> joking.
2: Um, yeah, I would, I would love to be a marine biologist. Yeah. Cool. Hi, yes? How many days do you work
1: for a week? <laughs>
2: How many days do i work per week these are, these are very sweet questions and um, if i'm filming do you know i will work five days a week we film every single day and then i sometimes i will have to leave on a sunday afternoon so i can get to where i need to be on a monday but then if i'm not filming a series there'll be some days where i work three some days where i work two but i work for myself so i'm not always filming with cbb's so if, let's say, I've got two days filming with CBBS, and the rest of the week I might be making my own YouTube videos, so the answer is I don't really stop working. Actually, <laughs> coming to think of it, but if there are any other freelancers in the audience, you'll know the feeling. Yeah. Um, so yes, five days a week.
0: Hi.
1: Why your silly so giraffe is?
0: What was that? Why?
1: Why your so giraffe? What's your favourite giraffe? <laughs>
0: He, okay, so He's we know that giraffe. your favourite you did the p- favourite planet question by getting to a moon. Mm. What's your favourite giraffe, Maddy? My
2: favourite that one.
0: Ah, oh, it's yours.
2: <laughs> His name is Mr. G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. G. My favourite giraffe is, is Mr. G the giraffe. <laughs> of course it is. He's properly
0: delighted. Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that feels like that should be the last question. I know oh, you've you, you Um her. But we said we're going to do one more. One more. Hi.
2: Hello, Maddie. Hiya. Thank you for helping me earlier, by the way.
1: <laughs> How
2: many YouTube videos have you filmed? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not actually sure. On my own YouTube channel, I've probably made over a hundred, about 120. But I also, over the years, I've made a lot of videos with a channel called um, BBC Earth Unplugged. That was one of the first pl- places that I made YouTube videos, and that was um, it's a natural history channel made by BBC Earth. And I probably made 300 or so videos on there. So I don't know, too many to count. Too ma- I should probably count them, though. Too. Loads. Yeah.
0: And you should totally go and check them out on Maddie's YouTube channel. We can follow you. If- We're going to close up now. And like I said, there is going to be the opportunity to go and meet Maddie over there yourselves. Maddie, we can follow you on social media. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of you won't have social media, but if at Maddy Moat on all of them,
1: right?
2: Honestly, like, since I wasn't always going to be a children's presenter, but since doing it, one of my favourite things is the fact that the parents are still so invested and they care so much about what they're their children watch, and I love being able to have that communication with families, so yeah, please do please always feel free to send me photos or thoughts or pictures i just I, I love it and check
0: out the biscuit reviews obviously. Yes. <laughs> You can follow us. The, we're at UN Theatre on all of the socials. UN Theatre, the space agency, is a project of Unlimited Theatre. We've got a podcast live from the space shed. If you're into your podcasts, with, I'm telling the story at four o'clock of how I hacked my way into space. It's
2: really good. I've already seen it once. So Endorsed definitely by Maddie Mo. Come back.
0: Don't all go away, <laughs> no. and then I'll open the shed, and it'll be like, oh, no, you should watch it. <laughs> so, can you please give a massive Coventry round of applause? The awesome. Animote! Thank you all for staying. Thank you. And that is a wrap for season one of Live from the Space Shed. But don't worry, we'll be back with more episodes soon. Still feeling Christmassy, MJ? <gasps> what have you got on your list for Santa, MJ? <laughs> oh, oh, no, MJ.
1: You're really going to do this, aren't you? I mean, I do love this song. And I happen to know that it's Maddie's favourite as well. That's beautiful, MJ. Okay, then. Let's do this. This is you.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. See you next year.
1: Oh, my own from the Spaceshed is an
0: unlimited theatre production with Season 1 brought to you in association with the Science and Technologies Facilities Council, the Cockcroft Institute, the Space and Arts Council England. With special thanks to Dr Rob Appleby of Manchester University, Tanya Harrison and Kirsty Taylor of Latitude Festival, Valerie Jameson at New Scientist Live, our friends at Slung Low, the beautiful Spaceshed crew and volunteers and all our wonderful guests. Our ever-patient sound engineer and editor is Andy Wood with additional material by Elena Pena. The show is produced by John Spooner and Alice Massey with support from our friends at StoryThings. <laughs> See you for more Live
1: hey, on space Spaceship hey. soon.